And a little bit of breaking news for you at 6.35 on your Monday morning. There is a new entry into the race for the U.S. Senate in the state of Michigan to uh, succeed. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, this is on the Republican side. Former West Michigan Congressman Peter Meyer uh, making it official. We've talked to Peter a couple of times, and he has uh, made it no secret that this is something that he and his family were considering. And he is entering the race, which means he's going to be uh, facing off against our next guest. Our good friend Mike Rogers, director at Ironnet Cybersecurity, also former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Army veteran, FBI special agent, businessman. I, 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 I don't have enough card. time to read his uh, CV here. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, guy. How are you? I'm good, and how are you? You've got uh, you've got a guy you know uh, that's entering the race here. Both of you are veterans. Both of you are deeply committed conservatives. Where are the lines of demarcation there that uh, how, how you're, you're going to separate yourself uh, from uh, the former congressman? Well, we're we're not focused on that at all. We've been running a, a pretty pretty stellar campaign for the last eight uh, about eight weeks. Hasn't escaped our notice. Hit, yeah, we're going to hit uh, our thirty thousand signatures from uh, from the Upper Peninsula down to the down to the Ohio border in about a two weeks here, which is really quite an amazing feat. And it's really done by people who are fired up and interested. And listen, clearly, I think people are ready for somebody uh, who understands their problems, understand what needs to be fixed, and can get started the day they walk into the United States Senate. And that's going to be important because we just don't have a lot of time to get this right and get America back on track. And that is exactly what we're focused on. Um, Mike, I know that Israel is rebuffed mounting calls for a ceasefire. Uh, they say any deal would require uh, the release of all the hostages held by Hamas. The United States, they want a humanitarian pause in the fighting. Do we need uh, a pause for humanitarian efforts to get that in, or will that cause Hamas to gain a little strength and, and be more powerful? Well, I mean, first of all, it's really important to understand that Hamas has said through their spokesman that they will use human shields. And so uh, it's really, we have to be careful to give them the leash that they need to defend themselves. Uh, And again, Hamas is using human shields. They have lots of really strong evidence that they're using schools and hospitals uh, and hanging on around larger refugee areas because they know that the backlash uh, will come back on Israel, at least they believe it will. So I think we have to give them time. I do believe they're right. These, we have American hostages there. We ought to be upset about that. These are folks who brutally slaughtered uh, uh, you know, 1,400 innocent people. And we need to say, listen, we, we want our hostages back before there is uh, any give. They have the ability to do this. They can give those hostages back. I would argue they need to do that. So I say give them some give them some rope, let them do what they have to do. Uh, yes, nobody wants any civilians killed, but given the way Hamas operates, by, by the way, using human shields is a war crime, just for all of us to, to remember that. I just think it's important for them to, to continue to dismantle Hamas. Matter of fact, they put out a statement, Lloyd, that said, hey, listen, you give us these three people, uh, and this thing will come to an end in a hurry. Uh, you know, there's there's lots of options for Hamas on the table. Uh, Mike, Antony Blinken coming back from this sort of diplomatic tour around the Middle East. Um, 
Is there room to criticize some of the way Israel is operating in terms of they said everyone moved to the south, but some people are, are being injured south of the line that they were supposed to go? Yeah, well, first two things. I, if, what I wish the, the, the uh, administration would do is talk to Jordan, talk to, the, talk to Egypt, talk, take some of these uh, Palestinian refugees. They have the ability and the capacity to do this. Talk to Jordan. Um, to me, that is the best way, the quickest way. But it's interesting that these countries are not all that enamored with taking these refugees. And, I, uh, you know, there's a, that's a whole other program we could talk for an hour about maybe why that is. Uh, but I think they're attacking when they go south. They have information uh, where these senior leadership of Hamas are trying to hide with these civilian populations. Uh, and that's why I think they're taking those strikes. I, do I wish that we wouldn't have to do that or they wouldn't have to do that? Absolutely. But that's based on an intelligence-based target scheme that they're using now, which means it has to have high acuity. It has to, it has to be a person of senior stature, so somebody that's a commander or a leader or a, you know, a weaponeer or a financer or a trainer. All of those people would probably fall on that list. And then what they're doing is if they get that information, they, 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 if they have that target in their sight, they're probably going to take it. Uh, Michael, uh, Rashida Tlaib posting over the last 48 hours a video, a, a pro-Palestinian video, but it ends with this caption. Joe Biden supported the genocide of the Palestinian people. We will remember. Uh, she also posted a defense of the term from the river to the sea, uh, saying that's nothing but an aspirational statement. We know there are many interpretations of that. Has she crossed the line? I think that rhetoric has crossed the line. And when you are using your position of authority to promote uh, either radicalization or more anger and more hate, I think you have crossed the line. And, and listen, she still never had really come out and said she condemns the ter- brutal terrorist acts of a terrorist organization, Hamas, by the way, which is listed as a terrorist organization. And so, again, I would hope uh, that the good representative would uh, reconsider that sharp rhetoric that I think is causing problems. Remember, we have have Jews that are hiding on campuses across America because of this kind of rhetoric. They don't feel like they can come out of their house. I don't know about the rest of you. That gets my blood pressure going. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, will we see any military aid for um, uh, Israel? I know the House passed this uh, $14.5 billion military aid package, but nothing for humanitarian assistance for Gaza. And I know they wanted uh, the uh, new speaker uh, wanted that emergency aid to be offset with cuts in government spending elsewhere, namely the IRS. Yeah, I think you're going to see it. I, I Here's my point of this. We are in real trouble on the government borrowing, spending, and growing itself. Uh, That's causing inflation. It's causing that $700 per month per family in Michigan Mm -hmm. uh, in increased household costs and gas costs. So we have to have the conversation at the very least. I think they're going to get the Israeli aid. But there's always never a time to look at curtailing spending in Washington, Mm D.C., It's always, well, this is too important. Well, that's too important. Well, that's too important. Guess what? It's time, yeah. or, or we're going to be in real trouble. The interest on the national debt will be larger than the Department of Defense 
when they redo the when we have to go out and, and redo the bonds and the bond rate. So would you That's support the House package, thing. Mike, or would you support the Senate alternative, which ties it to Ukraine and also includes humanitarian aid? Well, I mean, I want I, I think it's really important to get aid to Israel that they need now. I would support humanitarian aid uh, to Gaza as well. Uh, but I would make sure that there's some conditions like you have to give up the pay for Yeah. And pay for Listen, I don't think pay for are a bit. We need to start finding it. And if it's not a direct tie, then you need to start saying, OK, well, show me where we're going to cut. When I was chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, at the height of the conflict uh, between Iraq and Afghanistan in a seventy eight billion dollar budget, I was able to cut seven point five billion dollars out of that budget. So no one can yeah. tell me that this cannot be done. Well, and why call it a cut? It's a change in priorities in the middle of an emergency. So why not just say we we have to shift our priorities? I agree. Uh, And and by the way, everything can't, if everything is a priority, nothing's a priority. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. That's right. Especially when it's someone else's checkbook. Oh, Lord. Mike, thanks so much. Uh, An interesting race moving forward. We always appreciate your perspective, sir. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right. it. Thanks for having me. Take care. By the way, uh, Chris Renwick going to be talking with Peter Meyer at 218 on JR Afternoon. So we'll also be uh, hearing from the newest member uh, of the race for the U.S. Senate. When we return, should there be a statute of limitations on sex offenders? There is a move forward to do away with that. We'll speak with the author next. Al Autonomous Imaging develops 3D thermal cameras it says can identify pedestrians far better than current RGB camera systems, especially at night and in weather. It's a significant issue for safety and driver assist system development. In 2021, 74% of pedestrian deaths in the U.S. occurred after 6 p.m. and before 6 a.m. Standard headlights today illuminate somewhere between 130 and 164 feet down the road, while OWL's thermal cameras can identify and classify an object at around 600 feet and detect objects at up to 1,300 feet. The system standardizes data output to match what comes from other sensors. The bottom line, says OWL co-founder and CEO Chuck Gershman, is that the cameras give safety systems and drivers more time to react to potential danger for just a few hundred dollars per vehicle. For SAE International, I'm Chris Klotz, and that's an eye on engineering. And eye on engineering is brought to you by Tajan Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility.